0: Louise Bedford and Chris Tate here. Well, Caroline has asked us to do a year in review segment to top the year off. Chris Tate and I are going to have a look at the most burning and pressing issues in your trading psyche and give you some clear strategies for moving forward with impact in 2020. So Chris, it's great to have you on our show yet again, given that it's your show too. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. What are the key psychological issues that we've seen people face in 2019?
1: I'm going to go for FOMO, fear of missing out. The one thing that has become really, really evident this year is that FOMO dictates, often the majority of people's trading decisions, this notion that if they don't take this particular trade right now, even though it's suboptimal or perhaps non-existent, that there will never, ever be another trade ever again. Part of the issue is this really, really strange one that people have, is I certainly have a subconscious belief that says, if I don't take this trade, they will shut the market. Immediately, I don't take this trade. And this trade I would have taken will have gone from $1 to $10 million. And I will have missed out forever. And so they're driven by this nonsense notion that if they don't take this particular trade then there'll never be another one. But the problem with this is it leads people to take trades that are suboptimal at best and non-existent at worst. And when we look back at people's trading plans, the number of trades that people have taken, which in no way resemble their trading plan, in no way resemble the signals they're looking for, is really quite significant.
0: Mm, I do think you're right. It also is a concern about scarcity, I've seen pop into people's psyches. One of the members of our boardroom mentioned it and he said it's like money tinnitus where you're always thinking about how do I make money, how do I find money, how do I conserve my money and it runs through your head and it in every way impacts your life. The other thing I think we've seen this year is people realise that sometimes a short-term system doesn't fit them. Their psyche may not be be equipped to make so many quick decisions, and as a result, they're getting fatigued and missing signals, and perhaps not trading in an optimal way. So, Chris, what do you think the most consistent mistake people have made in the past year would be?
1: I'll probably come back to FOMO, but I just want to touch on something you said, and I think part of this notion of scarcity that people have, which links into my notion of FOMO is that people have a strange definition of what a trader is. They believe a trader is someone who is constantly doing something at all time. So therefore, if they're not actually trading around the clock, then part of their identity as a trader seems to be missing. So in many ways, a lot of their behaviours is an attempt to fulfil a definition that is incorrect. For example, I would consider someone who, you know, buys a stock on January 1st and is still holding it at the end of December, is a trader. Just as I would consider someone who buys a position at 10 in the morning and sells it at 4 in the afternoon is a trader. But the question is, you've actually got to find out which one are you. And your approach to trading should not be governed or influenced by your desire to fulfil a definition you think you should actually feel, So you're being, actually being forced into a, a sort of position that is incorrect for you and is simply not right. And this all leads back into this notion that people think that they must do things in a certain way. If they don't do these things in a certain way, then they're not actually a trader. And one of the things that we get people to do is when they get caught in this notion of thinking they're going to miss out, thinking there are no more trends, is simply to open up their charting package to their preferred time frame and scroll through the first 100 things they see. And the strange thing you see is the market constantly generates trends because the market is constantly being generous to people. Mm -hmm.
0: I think one of the most consistent mistakes we've seen this year is people who are over-trading. So probably for exactly the same reasons as you've mentioned. The example that I'll bring out, there's a lady that we're training, Sally Roche. Now, Sally has made amazing leaps forward with her trading this year. I couldn't be more proud of her. The interesting aspect to this is that she's taking one third of the trades that she used to take when she was nowhere near as profitable. So her profitability has gone through the roof and the primary reason is that she's more matching the perfection, that archetype, that ideal trade look, she's more matching that with the existing trades that she's currently taking, rather than taking it because hey, let's give it a go, let's get lucky trading, who knows, take a stab at it. No place for that, absolutely no place with current good trading practices. It has to be measured, it has to be sure of itself, and you really do have to have an ideal archetype that you use to help guide your decision making. So Chris, what would be the strangest thing that has happened in the markets in 2019?
1: There's probably a few that stand out. One is the remarkable performance with the all ordinaries. Uh, When I looked before we came here to Singapore, Uh, a few days ago, the all-ordinaries year-to-date is, of the grab bag of indices I looked at, the second-best-performing index in the world, which is a hell of a surprise, particularly when you consider uh, the shitstorm we've gone through since the GFC, particularly compared to the US markets, which have trended consistently. And the issue with that is you get to see the remarkable inconsistency of the US markets over the past year. They've attempted to go high, but can't seem to go any higher, so they've been range trading in a quite a substantial range for a year. But when you've got a ginger gibbon at the helm, I'm not quite certain what your expectations actually might be as to what's going to happen there. The other thing, and this is, this is history repeating itself again, which is a wonderful thing. History repeats itself first as tragedy, second as farce. And then you get the gold bugs who come out and they're just hilarious to watch because the moment gold goes up any fraction at all, all these conspiracy theory survivalist nuts who hadn't sort of already done their balls on Bitcoin go out, come out of the woodwork and go, gold's going $10,000. No, it's not because you always say that. Oh, when the apocalypse comes, you'll eat gold. No, you won't. It's inedible, you idiots. (laughs) (laughs) So it's... Markets are wonderful in that history repeats because people always repeat. And uh, I think it was P.T. Barnum who said, you will never, ever go broke underestimating the intelligence of the general public. And things like Bitcoin and gold are wonderful evidence for that. Mm.
0: And you've had some great results from your short-term system. Perhaps you could tell us a bit more about that.
1: The interesting thing about short-term systems is that or any system in general, let's make it a general point, is that the moment your expectations as to what the system should and shouldn't do in terms of its earnings disappears, the amount of money the system makes alters dramatically. If you, Part of the problem people have is they have an expectation that short-term systems will constantly generate a never-ending stream of profitable trades and that they will do this very, very, very quickly. That expectation, unfortunately, feeds back into their trading methodology. My expectation is somewhat different. My expectation is that I'm happy if a system breaks even. If it makes more money than that, that's a wonderful thing. The point about that is it actually relieves the pressure from me and it relieves the pressure from the system so I don't fall into the trap of taking trades that aren't actually there. So short-term systems, and as you mentioned, they're not... They're not actually suited to some personality types. And I think it's important for people to realise that that is not a reflection of them. Think of it this way. I can't play golf. I can't play golf because I'm not psychologically equipped for a game that is so friggin' boring. If you can't pick the ball up, run with it, kick it, and or hit somebody with the club, I don't see the point of wandering around for an afternoon trying to hit the damn thing. That's a function of my psychology. People experience the same thing with short-term systems. And what is even sillier is people with very high-pressure full-time jobs attempt to trade short-term systems. The thing about my short-term system this year is that it has been flat, 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 down a little bit, now up. And that's the nature of all systems. And as you head towards the end of the year, you're actually seeing a little bit of life in the damn thing at last.
0: All right. one of the things that you mentioned there which I think is quite interesting we caught up last night with a group of our traders, it was a fantastic evening, we know these people's results, there were two traders sitting next door to each other and I was talking with them in general about the markets, one of them was very happy with the way he traded and the other one felt disappointed, now the irony is I knew both of them had the same results and we we talked about expectations. One one of them decided that, hey, the markets, if I earn anything extra out of them, what a great thing it will be. And the other one, who was disappointed, he'd actually put an external pressure on himself to earn a certain amount of money out of the markets, and he felt disappointed. Interesting how perception makes some things jump into our consciousness.
1: And I'm certain this will be this can be beeped over but I have a t-shirt at home and the t-shirt simply says the fewer I give the more I make (laughs) and I think that's actually true for trading in general.
0: So what did you do well personally this year Chris and what are you going to do differently in 2020? Are there any gold stars or demerits for yourself?
1: I think one of the problems I have is that because I've been trading for so long you have over reliance on your perception of your own unconscious competency and it's a much more considered approach to trading it's a much more logical grown-up approach
0: One of the things I think that I need to improve on my demerit for the year is learning to say no when I'm under pressure. Now, one of the aspects of this is it seems to be the more demands on me, the more likely I am to say yes. And of course that increases the pressure and I leave future Louise to sort through all of those aspects, not a good idea. So the thing that I'm going to give a gold star to myself for the year is that after we had a guest speaker Jessica Duar, who is a yoga instructor she was talking about how important it is to build a pause into a system so rather than perhaps rushing through to the next decision build in a circuit breaker of using a pause to be able to get your bearings and move forward so that will be my gold star to myself are there any end-of-the-year rituals that you would like to suggest that our traders should follow Chris
1: Sit down, go back through each of your trades and see if it actually matches your rules. You'll be surprised, I think, unfortunately, how few actually do.
0: Nice. And with me, I've been doing this for many, many years. I write myself a Christmas letter and I talk about the year that has been and what I'm looking forward to in the next year. And I write some crazy goals on there, big, big goals, massive income goals. I write it to myself, I handwrite it and then I put it in the Christmas tree box so that I know next year I'll take it out again and it will remind me to do the same thing. Now the irony with this is that my ideas that were seemingly so huge, I've accomplished every one of those goals that I set for myself over 10 years ago, but I haven't accomplished the goals that I set only a year or two ago. Now isn't that interesting? So over the long term we can excel. Who would be an unsung hero that you'd like to draw attention to for their efforts in 2019?
1: Oh, probably Caroline, who puts these episodes together on a regular basis. And who on a regular basis puts up with me yabbering to her over Skype?
0: (laughs) And isn't it fantastic that she draws the best out of every single person? That we have on the show. Some of these people are devilishly difficult to get hold of as well. So, Caroline's little black book is expanding all the time. Probably the unsung hero that I'd like to draw attention to is Scott Lowther. Scott is our systems tester, he looks after so many of our traders when they have difficulties with coding, and he's such a beautiful, caring mediator as well. So, I think a lot of people feel more comfortable approaching Scott than they do with you and me. And thank goodness we have him on the team. Look, we have loved bringing you this end of year show. We're so excited about 2020. It will be for us a significant year, being the 20th year that we are running our mentor program. I hope you've got some great goals and some big things that you're looking to achieve. And we're looking forward to hearing your success stories as you progress through 2020.
2: And Talking Trading will be back on the air on January the 29th, 2020. We have loved bringing you guests from all over the world this year. People such as Perry Cuffman, Sherry Salata, Linda Rashke, Jeremy Newsom, mentorees like Neil Hay from WA, Peter Fuller, Con Burkinis, Leanne Savory, We are committed here at Talking Trading to bringing you the very best traders in the world and sharing their stories to fuel your trading inspiration. So on behalf of all of us here, Louise, Chris and myself, Caroline, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. The views represented on talking trading are generally nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation. The views represented on talking trading are generally nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.